Hi, and welcome to the Bright Morning Podcast. I'm Elena Aguilar, and this is our special podcast edition, How to Feel Better. Welcome to week three. This week, we're exploring step three, which is called Commemorate. If you haven't joined us in the last two weeks and you're new to this podcast, then welcome. You're, you are encouraged to go ahead and listen to today's episode, or you're also encouraged to jump back a couple of weeks to the first episode of the Feel Better program, which was number 47. And so you might want to start there at step one. But you know what? If you jump in right now into step three, that is absolutely fine also. All right. How to feel better. I hope you are starting to feel a little tiny bit better. Or maybe you're just feeling more. And if you're feeling more, then in the long run, I know you will feel better. Feeling at the time can sometimes start feeling a little intense, overwhelming, exhausting, depleting. And in the long run, feeling will help you feel better because as the saying goes, you've got to feel to heal. And really what I'm talking about with you in the the last couple of weeks is how to heal, right? Feel better implies something's not feeling good. And when we're not feeling good or we got to heal, this is what we're talking about. Okay, um, a little while ago, earlier this spring, actually I guess it was late winter, I delivered a keynote for some educators in Detroit. And this was a, a keynote about resilience and equity and how we can be leaders during this time. I asked the folks present a question. And I asked them to respond in an online survey tool that I use. So I have the results in front of me. But during the keynote, I asked them this question. When we write the history books about this time, what do you want to say? When we write the history books, what do you want to say about this pandemic period. And I want to share with you some of the responses. It was tough, but we made it through. I learned how to focus on the most important things to me, which are relationships and showing up for people. Healthcare is a right. I gained a renewed sense of purpose in the work I do and a renewed sense of what truly matters. During the pandemic, I learned how to love myself and take that energy it gave me to love others who needed it. I learned how to appreciate the quiet moments. I learned how to care more deeply for myself and others. We rebuilt our institutions. We restructured school. We learned how to think more creatively to solve challenges. We reimagined schools. 
I learned how to love myself. I learned the joy of setting boundaries. We learned how to reimagine a new world and we found the courage needed to create that. We found new ways to communicate, connect, and open up to each other. We were creative. Okay, I'm so tempted to keep reading these to you because they make me feel energized, hopeful, excited, connected. How did it make you feel to hear those? And when we write the history books about the pandemic period, what do you want to say? What would your chapter say? What would you what would you want to include in those tomes? So this is what this is what we're talking about today. Storytelling. Narrative creating. And what do you want to say? Human beings are storytelling creatures. When things go right, we tell stories. When things go wrong, we tell stories. Storytelling is how we make meaning of something. It's how we make sense of things. It's how we interpret something that happens. When we write a story, when we tell a story, the action of that, the doing of that, allows us to close the book on something that happened right? We're saying this is what happened. This is how it was. The end. It allows us to have some closure, some completion. It allows us to move forward. Now, sometimes humans tell stories that leave them feeling hopeful and empowered after they close the story, after they close the book. And sometimes humans tell stories that leave them feeling less than, disempowered, victimized, that don't leave them with as many options for action going forward. We want to think about telling stories that leave us feeling empowered. Because you are here because you want to feel better. You're here because you want to live a full, joyful, meaningful life. I know you do. So what kind of story do you want to tell about the pandemic period? What do you want to tell? We have potential right now to create the future by the story we tell about the past. If we tell a story that includes that during the pandemic, we were incredibly 
adaptive and flexible and resourceful. And yes, there was loss and there were hard moments and we navigated as gracefully as we possibly could. And we forgive ourselves for the times that we were clumsy or when we lacked skill. But can we tell a story that allows us to connect to our best parts, to our skills, to our resources? And can we take that acknowledgement of who we have been during the pandemic and project it going forward, take it with us forward, draw on it, be that person going forward. We are in a moment, I really believe, of tremendous possibility. I am recalling the article that the writer, the activist Arhundati Roy wrote in what I think of as the beginning of the pandemic, I guess it was last, maybe April, April 2020. And she wrote an article called The Pandemic is a Portal. And I'll link it in the show notes. It's a beautiful, hopeful article about what might be possible. It is also weighty, heavy with the, the fear and the sadness and the loss and the grief. It's, it's in this article as well, which is in some ways why it's also really worth reading. But there is this possibility and potential that is hinted at, that's insinuated at, that's acknowledged, that I still feel, I still sense. Can we tap into that? Can we connect to that? Can our stories about the pandemic period reflect a sense of possibility? I mean, why not? Why not have a sense of possibility when we're merging from a nightmare of a, a year plus and a whole bunch of other things that have happened in this year plus that have also been nightmarish and terrifying. What might be possible if we take a stance of possibility? What might be possible for the stories that we tell? We have a choice. It's the thing in the stories that we tell, we have a choice. So let's be intentional. For your activity today, I've got some guidance to help you get started on creating the story, telling the story about the pandemic period. And you'll see there's some prompts that I'm encouraging you to brainstorm. And I'm encouraging you to finish this sentence. There's actually three. So the first one is the pandemic period was, and then I learned, and I was changed in this way. And I really encourage you to, again, brainstorm, write everything that comes to mind. You're not, you don't have to commit to it. You're just brainstorming, right? So the pandemic period was horrible. The pandemic period was terrifying. The pandemic period was unimaginable. The pandemic period was surprising. The pandemic period was change 
modif- feel free to modify the sentence if like the verb doesn't work. You could write the pandemic period included beautiful moments and surprises. The pandemic period was brutal. Write it all down. You don't have to get attached to it. And I've given you some guidance on what to do after you brainstorm it. But just start with really allowing yourself to name it all. You're doing this at this point for yourself. Maybe, hopefully, you're sharing with others. But to start off with, just do it for yourself. Not thinking about what anybody else might think if you say the pandemic period was an absolute clusterfuck and it was hell and I can't. Just don't edit yourself. Do it for yourself. Don't think about what other people think you should say. Maybe for you, the pandemic period was actually kind of nice. And you're embarrassed to say that. I have heard a great number of people saying that and feeling really embarrassed to say, look, I really enjoyed not having to go to work. And I spent a couple months actually living in Miami, going to the beach every day because I was able to work from home. And I actually didn't mind not having to go to a whole bunch of social events. I didn't mind having the extra time with my partner. Really wasn't that bad. I mean, I know it was bad for other people, but it wasn't that bad for me. So feel free to say whatever it was for you. You'll be crafting this story, refining it. Again, I've got some tips there for you on how to do that. But own your story. Whatever it was for you is what it was for you. And that's okay. There are lessons and learnings in whatever it was for you that you're the only person who can reap. So perhaps in even what I just shared, you can hear me drawing on the learning you've done in the last couple of weeks about emotions not judging your emotions, accepting whatever they are, recognizing that you can learn from them. Continue to draw on those insights and learnings as you work through the story you want to tell. All right? It's your story. You are entitled to it. In fact, you you are absolutely deserving of telling your story. If you don't tell your story, you're running the risk of other people telling it for you. Or you're running the risk of not closing up a story. By identifying a story, by closing a chapter, you are able to move on. And again, we are perhaps at the end of one phase of the pandemic. But mark the end of this. I got my vaccine last Sunday and I got the Johnson and Johnson. So it was just one shot. And I feel like I'm marking the end of one chapter of my experience of the pandemic because now it is unlikely that I will get COVID. It's very, very, very unlikely that I will die of COVID. The vaccines are proving they're not 100% reliable in terms of not contracting COVID, but so far they're having incredible results in terms of the of preventing hospitalization and death from COVID. So that that's a chapter for me that is closed now. And, and I'm going to tell that chapter, I'm going to tell the story of that chapter for myself. 
Because that's a pain. I mean, how many of us have not worried about catching COVID or worried about dying from it? I mean, if you haven't, that's, of course, there's a range between being uh, understanding your risk and worrying about dying from it. But it, it's been a possibility for all of us. And this is a chapter for me that right now is closing. And now I'm in a different chapter of pandemic period. You get to choose what you want to say about this period. And you can encapsulate that in a story. And this is a skill that you can take and apply to any experiences in your life. The big ones, the little ones. There is tremendous power in storytelling. It may even be possible that the key to our resilience lies in the stories that we tell. The stories that we tell are about the meaning we make. And they can include our, our agency. They, we can be actors, active, empowered, emboldened in those stories, even amidst something like a pandemic. And telling that story of having some sense of agency or empowerment in a situation like a pandemic will allow us to take even more bold, courageous, empowered actions going forward. So again, we are at the bridge between reflection and action, doing a little bit of both. Storytelling is in many ways reflection and it is what will catapult you into taking action, powerful, meaningful action to live the life you want to live. All right, friends, as always, make sure you've got your packet. If you haven't signed up for the program, you'll find the link in the show notes so that you can get the packet and engage in the activity for today. Please, I'd love to hear from you, whether that is on social media or a message or an email. It means so much. And finally, just a reminder, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, well, then, I mean, you're here. Subscribe to the podcast and get every podcast episode downloaded into wherever it is that you get your podcasts every day. All right. I'll see you tomorrow.